Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Water Glow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Indigo. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about mindful relationships. Yeah, we were thinking about doing one on gratitude since it's Thanksgiving. And this just kind of popped to the forefront. We've had a lot of requests on people asking for us to talk about our relationship and how we make it work and the dynamic, et cetera, et cetera. And when I had the idea of doing one on gratitude, both of us were like, our relationship, that's what we're grateful for. (laughs) Yes, yes. So. Yeah, that really is like the biggest thing that I'm grateful for. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But yeah, I, I um it's something we built together. Yeah, it is. And it's it's actually really beautiful. Mhm. It really is. And I'm beyond grateful. Gratitude just it doesn't do it justice. It really doesn't. <laughs> no. For how I feel. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. So So yeah, I I guess like um uh, there, there are a lot of cliches and stuff, right? Like communication is important, right? Well, yeah, but communication like, is important. Yeah, yeah, but so is a lot of other things. Yes, yes, and I guess like mindful communication is important, right? You know? Not fighting, right, right, right. And that took us a little while to get get in the flow with. Mm-hmm. I had a difficult time communicating in the beginning sometimes because. I was emotionally immature and Mm -hmm. had a difficult time taking what was in my mind, the idea that I wanted to portray and getting it out of my mouth in a mindful and caring and empathetic way. Yeah. And I had some issues with suppressing. Right. You didn't, you you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's because I didn't want to feel it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like just, kind of deny that I'm feeling anything negative and everything will be fine. Right. Everything's perfect always with no work at all. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Yeah. And once we figured that out, though, we were able to dig up the the parts of ourselves that felt the need to, for me, lash out and for Mm -hmm. you, push down. Right. Right. And and that's kind of the key, right, is awareness. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. With the communication thing you you said you didn't really know how to communicate certain things right um i think i got uh kind of lucky that um several years ago i was introduced to the nvc framework it's like a nonviolent communication oh yeah 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 I, i i personally find it a little bit um stuffy and rigid but right. it's, it's a decent starting point right you know? yeah yeah um it's a it's a good kind of introduction to kind of um, separating uh, communicating how you're feeling from projection. Right. Yeah. You know, which is super important. Right. Exactly. Ish. Even if you project, if you do it with mindfulness, we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I will literally say, I know that this isn't justified, and I know that I'm being a brat, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> And he yes. just laughs about it, like because yeah. he knows that I'm aware. Mm-hmm. He knows that I'm not intentionally trying to hurt him. Right, right. And uh, I think that that's kind of a key point, you know. Uh, I guess like with what I was saying about projection is like uh, it's more the like 
don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of times, uh, especially in like romantic relationships, when things get kind of um, dicey. rough, dicey. Yeah. Um, that sometimes, like, like you were saying with lash, lashing out, right? Right. Um, there, there's a huge difference between sort of mindfully saying when when you do this, I feel this particular thing. Right. 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 There's a huge difference between that and saying. <laughs> what you're doing is pissing me off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference. And, and it's the communication difference that determines the tone of mm-hmm. the conversation that will be had. If it's an actual mindful, aware and empathetic back and forth conversation, or if it's a fuck you, no, fuck you, no, fuck you too. Well, you fucked up first. Well, I fucked up first. You fuck. I, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> yeah. Just like, back and forth escalating stuff. Right, is, which uh, doesn't resolve anything. Right, right. And I mean, we had a few times where we kind of escalated things, you know. Yeah. Like you would get triggered by something or something would come up and I would get triggered by your reaction and like bring up a whole bunch of suppressed shit that I wasn't allowing myself to feel previously. Right, yeah. And, you know, just throwing triggers back and forth. Right, but we never actually like fought. Right. We had some intense uh, conversations back when my hormones were wonky when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, we don't actually fight. We just passionately discuss is a good way to put it. I mean, we we don't intentionally hurt each other. Right. We're just like, this is how I feel. And, And I'm angry about it or I'm hurt by it or I'm sad about it or whatever. But this is how I feel. This is how, this is what you did. And this is how I feel as a response to that. I'm going to take a minute and calm down. And then we're going to talk through it and find a resolution. Right. And that's, that I think is the key, you know, like actually talking through it. Right. Instead of bouncing blame back and forth, you find a resolution that works for both of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and like, uh, I don't know, the, the couple of times that we have had like, escalating bouncing triggers and stuff back and forth you know afterwards like i I don't know i've seen a lot of times um couples will like get into a fight and then they'll like storm off in a huff right and either pretend it didn't happen or just stay angry right you know which is not healthy right right you have to talk about it right exactly and that's what we did was like once things kind of calmed down a little bit then we would just be like Okay, we need to talk through this and figure out what's going on, you know? Right. Yeah. And and most disagreements or confrontation always ended up being either somebody was protecting a trauma or somebody was projecting a trauma. Yep. And when you find what the trauma is and you heal it, or at least, at the very least, bring it up to each other's awareness... We've never fought over the same thing twice. Yeah. Because you're mindful of my trigger. Mm -hmm. You're aware that I am aware of my trigger and aware of my trauma. So if that trigger ever starts being touched again, I'm just like, let's wait a minute. I'm starting to feel a little meh. So let's just stop. Yeah. Take a step back and then we'll continue in a minute. Right. Right. And, you know, (laughs) being self-aware definitely helps. A lot. Right. Like there have been a few times where like I'm just 
in a bad mood for some reason. And yeah. like you, you, you start talking to me about something. And I'm like, I just need a minute. Right. Um, I can't right now. Yeah, exactly. And you in, in a partnership like that, you have to honor that. If, right. if one person is like, I cannot do this right now. He is as irritating as it may be, as frustrating as it may be, you have to give them their space mm-hmm. to, to do that. Otherwise, if you try to push the conversation forward or push or provoke a fight, then you are basically guaranteeing a destructive conversation that will probably end with both people hurt and upset. Right. Exactly. It's always best to take a minute. If you feel your emotions starting to boil, you need to take a step back, calm yourself down get into a neutral space as best you can and then return to the conversation. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Like, um, I've been learning about the importance of allowing myself to feel anger. Right. Yeah. Um, but still, I think it's very, very important to not ever respond in anger or out of anger. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like just feel the anger. And after, it's uh after it's done leaving then you can uh deal with whatever triggered it or whatever it brought up right yeah Yeah. because like if you respond in anger you it's highly probable that you're going to end up saying things that you really wish you hadn't said you're going to end up you know blind rage you hear that term blind blind rage you end up saying and doing things without realizing that you're saying or doing them because you're allowing your trauma to drive your action. Right. Yeah. Or just like a bad mood. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That too. Yeah. I mean, it happens, you know, sometimes sometimes we just get cranky (laughs) and (laughs) it's, it's fine. I think that's normal. Yeah. But like, you know, don't start, destroying stuff right (laughs) just because you're mad if you're gonna be in a relationship with somebody you're gonna see all sides of them at some point and Mm -hmm. cranky is one of them right cranky sad angry you know you see it all yeah so you have to honor that as much as you want them to honor your bad moods like how would you feel if your partner treated you with disrespect and projecting and you know insulting you being angry whatever while you were already not in a good place. Right. So like, try to remember that too. Like treat others as you would like to be treated. Mm -hmm. I try to remember that with Ben. Like if he's in a cranky mood, I give him his space. I ask him to please let me know if there's anything I can do. But for now, I'm going to give you some space to work through whatever you need to work through. And let me know when you're not a stinker butt so that (laughs) we can, you know, play and be happy again. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, that that reminded me that there, there's something um, that I kind of struggled with a little bit at first. Um, there, uh, sometimes there's something that you need to work through together. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to hold space for the other person. That is so important to and, remember. Yeah, and if you can't tell the difference, just ask. Yeah, you know? there there were many times like. I love being able to help Ben. Like when he's working through a trauma, working through a bad mood, whatever, I love to be there to support. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple times where we tried different things and I re- I come to a point where I'm like, wow, 
I'm not able to help you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't help pull you out of this. It's either something that you have to do on your own, or maybe you should seek outside guidance. Right. And you you got to be okay with that, too. Like, mm-hmm. I encourage you to talk to one of our shaman friends yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, I've done all I can. You're not getting better. Maybe you should reach out to this person and see if they can offer assistance. You got to be okay with that, too. Like, yep. you're not always going to be the one that can help. And part of this journey, part of the companionship is trusting that, you know, your partner is going to do what they need to do to feel better and trusting that they can get help elsewhere sometimes. Right, right. And I think that that's kind of a... That one wasn't wasn't easy for me at first. Yeah. But I realized, like, I can't do this. And I want this person that I love dearly and deeply to feel better. So mm-hmm. he needs to go get help elsewhere. Right. And I think, like, there's a lot of um, cultural programming around that. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't know, kind of kind of like this cultural programming of, like, that, like, wh- when, when you're in a relationship with somebody that they have to fulfill every need you have. Yeah. No. All the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that that puts a lot of undue pressure on a lot of people. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's like not only the, the pressure to um, perform. Right. Things that you might not be able to actually do. Right. But it also puts a lot of pressure on... Um, you know, in, in the other direction of like not overloading. Yeah, yeah, and, and also like um, I don't know, like kind of like this. Uh, maybe it's just me, but like previously, it was like I would I would suppress certain needs, you right? Know? Like just just because like I knew that you couldn't help with it, right? Right. And like, well, I need to deal with it myself, right? You know. Yeah, I think like, I mean, it's, it's just that's uh, kind of not how things work a lot of times. I mean, it's, sometimes well, people people have that kind of relationship and it works great, but that's kind of rare. Yeah, you know? no, I believe it's entirely possible mm-hmm. to be in a relationship with somebody and feel fulfilled in that way. For me, I know that that's not the case, and mm-hmm. we have this like programming about what a relationship is supposed to look like and usually it's like the monogamous you meet someone you marry them you get a house have kids and everything is sunshine and daisies but I don't think that we're naturally supposed to be that way I think it's cool but fulfilling each other's every need that's a lot of pressure both ways Mm -hmm. and part of why a very small reason but part of why we're poly is so that we can fulfill each other's needs as best we can but if there is something that i cannot fulfill for you you could find it elsewhere right exactly and it's super awesome and healthy in my opinion to do it that way rather than have you go cheat or something (laughs) exactly i would rather you do it with my permission i would rather you do it with me knowing i would even i prefer to know the other person and have a friendship there and know that like you're free you're free to go get fulfillment there here whatever you need Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing yeah to me yeah it's the same absolutely and like i I think that the the freedom thing that's really huge you know oh yeah and yeah i mean we're we're both free 
together. Yeah. And, and that's created a bond between us that I've never experienced before. Like Mm -hmm. knowing that you're free to go, but you choose to stay that, that creates the trust that's involved there. Like that creates, I don't even know how to explain it. A depth of love that I've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Just faith in our relationship, trust in our relationship, knowing that, you will always come back mm-hmm. and that it's by choice. I don't have to try to control you in any way. Like, mm-hmm. God, that's so freeing too to like have no worries at all. Just full faith, full trust, knowing that you will always come home to me. Right. Like yeah. it creates a dynamic that is unbreakable and a depth of love that I didn't even know existed until recently, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, we've always had a really deep connection, but lately we went through some trials that really tested our foundation Mm -hmm. with, you know, having someone try to drive a wedge and communication, trust, honesty, all that. And it just, God, the connection just kept getting stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper. The more I just had faith in you and Mm -hmm. trusted you and my only fear was that there there would be some separation between us but the more i faced and let go of that fear the stronger and the less separation there was it was incredible yeah you end up manifesting your fears when you put more focus on that than what you're actually trying to build yes definitely (laughs) and you know that that's one of those things that that's um not just in relationships, but kind of like with everything, you know? Like oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the more you try to like control and micromanage shit, the more uh, you know? unpredictable it becomes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that like, you know, just being free and letting things flow, it's fantastic. It creates, it, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, when you're free and you flow, it's fluidity. It's um, untethered, no chains. You're you're just flowing wherever your uh, intuition takes you. But even in the freedom of that, there's this like firm foundation that you mm-hmm. stand on, and you know, you just know that foundation will always be there for you to land on. Right. Every time, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yep. Yep. But that that's another really important thing as far as fears go uh, in relationships. Like, I had a lot of fears at the beginning. I have none now, basically. I mean, if I do, they're hiding. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's okay to be honest with your partner about your fears. Like, I'm afraid, you know... I'm afraid if you go out with the boys, you're going to meet some chick, get drunk, and make out with her and forget about me. Like, say that. Say it. Give your partner the opportunity to reassure you that's not the case. You know, that's just an example. Right. I'm just saying, like, the more you communicate, the more difficult things to talk about, the the stronger your foundation is going to get, the easier it's going to be to trust the other person. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's just clear communication and blunt honesty will take you very, very far. Right. Right. And again, there's a huge difference between blunt honesty and just being a dick, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. 
very big difference. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of times people seem to confuse the two. It's like they'll just say something deliberately hurtful and you're like, the hell? Yeah, well, like, well, yeah. I was just being honest. Yeah. No, you were just being a dick. No, you were literally trying to hurt the person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, you got to get that under wrap, too. Like, like you were saying, there's a difference between blunt honesty and intending to hurt. There, there were times where you have uh, expressed a painful truth to me. You knew it was going to hurt me when you said it. And you straight up said, like, I don't know any other way to say this. So I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. And my instinct from my old programming and my bratty inner child is to like you say the truth it hurts and my instinct is i must now hurt you the way that you hurt me mm-hmm. and and the instinct is to get defensive and to start firing back like all these reasons that you also suck yeah but the point is he wasn't telling me that i suck he was saying here's something that's going on that bothers me that you're doing or that you're a part of, can we work through this somehow? Like, can we find a resolve to this? So over time, I learned, don't get defensive. Just engage in the conversation. Okay, here's the painful truth. Ouch, that hurt. Okay, that hurt. Let's work it out so that we can resolve it. And the pain from that painful truth in both of us is gone. Yeah, yeah. And and there have been a few times where, like, you know, I've, I've told you something and... I, I could I could tell that you were like that that you were a bit hurt by it, and you know I was just like no 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 I'm not I'm not asking you to change it I'm just saying this bothers me and I don't know why yeah and it took me a few times to understand that because mm-hmm. your instinct is to get defensive right and and put up the walls put up the hard shell mm-hmm. and and defend yourself but it over time I realized that you weren't saying it in in a in an accusation way you were just like here is a painful truth and when you look at it from neutrality rather than defending or attacking or somebody trying to engage in a fight then you can dissect it and and figure out why right right exactly and that's uh i think that that's another important thing that um i think a lot of people struggle with is um this this sort of um the kind of the default um, way your brain works is that uh, if something is uncomfortable, it that, must be bad. Yes, yes, and that it has nothing to do with you, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. Like, you know, with physical stuff, that makes sense. You know, you stub your toe, it hurts. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but then you got things like BDSM. Oh yeah, hurts, yeah. and you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's like contextual. Right. You know, what kind of context you place on it. But, you know, like, I don't know, like uh, something that like somebody finds something irritating, right? Like, right. Like, if it, um, you know, I have a few pet peeves. you know, some some things get under my skin and right. irritate me. But it, it's it's not, I know that it's... um that I am reacting to something. Exactly. Yeah. You take responsibility for your reaction instead of blaming me. Right. Exactly. And you know, that, that that's, that's been a little bit of a struggle to find a balance, you know, between oh, like, yeah. 
especially in, when I was still in that defense mode. Like, yeah. oh, you can't, you don't like something I do naturally? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I did, uh, you know, with, with the way I was raised with like suppressing stuff and not really being allowed to voice negative opinions and right. ne negative feelings and things like that. Um, I tended to internalize a lot of that stuff, right, you know, yeah. just be like, well, this irritates me. That's because I suck. Right. right? <laughs> and yeah. I just need to get over it. And, and feeling comfortable enough to bring up those more uncomfortable things. That's important. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is that things like pet peeves or little triggers or whatever, if you work through them now, and and get them all like as time goes on it happens less and less and you eventually reach a point where really there's only a issue or a negative conversation that needs to be had every so often mm -hmm. like usually when there's some sort of outside factor right but you end up getting when you address the issues instead of pushing them down or ignoring them or trying to just excuse them you can heal them and then they're gone forever Mm -hmm. For the most part. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then you are in this happy, blissful relationship that has little to no problems because you're addressing the problems as they come up instead of, I, you know, one thing I cannot stand that people do that a few people I've dated have done. It's when they, they take the problems and they like to pretend like everything's fine and, dand, fine and dandy and they don't address the issue because they don't want to create a rift between you and them. So they end up keeping it as ammo. Yeah. I, I was in a relationship with a guy once where I addressed an issue that I had. And immediately he started listing all these things that I had done for the past several months. And I was like, why didn't you tell me at the time? Like, yep. why are you waiting yep. until I'm saying, hey, here's an issue that I have. We should work through this. And then he was like, yeah, well, this one time several months ago you did this one thing and it wasn't cool it's like uh okay whatever and when you hold on to stuff like that and you use it as ammo to attack mm -hmm. or to defend or whatever you lose trust yep. like i lost tr i actually ended the relationship because of that i i couldn't trust him i wasn't going to be in a relationship with somebody who was going to hold on to ammo to attack me with instead of working through the issues as they come up right yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been on the receiving end of that a few times. Yeah, it's not fun because yep. you're just standing there like, wow, I'm already hurting addressing this issue that's painful for me. And your response to that is to hurt me more. <laughs> yep. That's not love. No, no. That is traumas and triggers and crap. But it's also a learning experience. Yeah. Hopefully he won't do that with any of his future partners. Mm -hmm. And... I know the signs to look for moving forward. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, I think like, um, with like bringing things up in the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, I know like sometimes I take a little bit of time to digest things, you know? Oh yeah. You like to dissect them and make sure that you're not the problem first. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, kind of feel through them, you know? <laughs> Because I know, I know that I, um, I know that I, I have like, uh, you know, cranky moods sometimes, and sometimes things just rub me the wrong way for absolutely no reason at all. 
And so I, <laughs> your cranky moods, though, are like, I think they feel bigger to you than they, they actually are. Because your cranky moods are like a stank face and a little silence. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I definitely tend to kind of go into like, I don't know, withdrawn mode when I when I start feeling some kind of way. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I like to, I don't, I do not like how I act when I'm angry. Right. So yeah. I try not to. Yeah. You know, you try to resolve it before it reached the point of action. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, some, some, sometimes things just kind of bother me just because I'm in a weird mood. Sometimes they bother me because it, there's something else that's actually bothering me. Yeah. You know, and you're a digger. Like, yeah. You and you know, like a lot of times he'll be like, I'm really angry at you for or not. at." He never says he's angry at me. He's he always says, I'm really angry because of this thing you did. But I know that what you did doesn't actually make me angry. So it touched something and I can't find it. (laughs) And then we spend some time trying to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's taken some work to get to that point. Right. You know, it takes a lot of patience. A lot of honesty, mm-hmm. a lot and, of love. Yep. And a lot of bravery in, in some cases. On like, both parts. Yeah. Being able to actually express painful truths yeah. has been <laughs> really difficult for me to get used to. But it's like, you know? as soon as you've worked that out, our relationship just poof, took mm-hmm. off. Yep. Like, we got stronger and a deeper connection and both of us as individuals became better people for mm-hmm. because of the work both of us are doing. Because I know that when he addresses the painful truth, I know first off that he has likely, because I know who he is, he has likely spent hours, days, probably closer to weeks thinking about this painful truth, making sure that it's a valid truth to express yes. beforehand. So I know that he fully understands that what he's saying is what he means I know and I have faith and I trust that he would never do anything to intentionally hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so like when you know these things about your partner, my husband in this case, um, when they say something hurtful, you know that it is not with the intention to hurt. Right. It's with the intention to ease, to work through, to mm-hmm. resolve an issue so that our connection could go back to flowing. Right. Exactly. Because these, you know, when you hold on to problems, issues, things that need to be addressed, you end up creating like clogs in your flow and the connection between the two of you doesn't flow as fluidly. fluidly. Yes. And if you don't resolve them, they do have a tendency to kind of explode. Yeah. They (laughs) They will grow. Yes. They will grow and call for your attention until finally it's a volcano. Yep. Usually of anger. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I I think that that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, you know, the the couple of times that we have kind of had escalating stuff happen. Yeah. It just kind of like, um, for me anyway, it was it it was just I, uh, you know, after we calmed down, I looked back on it and I was like, Jesus, I was not cool. I need to make sure I don't do that again. Right. So being aware. Yeah, exactly. Self-awareness. It was yeah. like, I don't know. When when I when I act or communicate out, out of anger, I feel awful. 
about it afterwards. Right. So uh, it's like, yeah, um, you know, expressing a painful truth is really, really difficult and uncomfortable, but less uncomfortable than exploding. Right. You know, and having to. Yeah. Because then you got anger. You've got guilt and shame over how mm-hmm. you acted. Yep. You've hurt your partner. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's easier to just get the painful truth out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, um, it just, just reminded me like one time it was uh, when I was a kid, my, my sister got a splinter. My dad went to go take it out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, because, you know, it hurts. Right. To get a splinter out. And um, my dad was like, it's going to get infected if I don't take it out. Right. And my sister was like, fine, let it get infected. And my dad was just like, okay. Yeah. It did. It hurt like hell. Yeah. If you don't handle the issue right then and there, it'll only get worse. Mm-hmm. And you'll end up with an infection that spreads and you end up with more issues to address than when you could have just addressed the one. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's one of those situations where it's like, do you want to deal with a little bit of pain and discomfort now or a lot later? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so clear communication on problems or issues will lead to less uh, confrontation and turmoil and uh, ripples in the clear, calm waters of your relationship. Yep, absolutely. And, And that doesn't just go for problems. Tell your partner, your other half, your husband, your wife, whoever, tell them how much you adore them all the time. Yep. Like. He'll just randomly look at me and just be like, God, I'm so fucking lucky. I love you so much. Like, ah, I'm just, I love you. I adore you. You know, like, Mm -hmm. tell them, tell them how you feel. Yeah. Not just when you're upset. Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels good, right? To have someone tell you that you're beautiful and tell you that you make them feel good, Mm -hmm. that, that you make them feel more alive than they would without you. You know, those kind of things. Like, it feels good and it, it it kindles that little spark, you know, like I still get butterflies around you and, and it's because we continue to act like it's a new relationship. Like we're like kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had a rough patch there for a while while we were both struggling after our awakening, but mm-hmm. we worked through it and now it's back to the beginning. Just. Yeah. It, it's hard to believe we've been together for like, what, six years? So long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Me too. I hope we I hope we're old enough to be in rocking chairs and diapers together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll change your diaper when you're old. <laughs> I don't know how about, uh, how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't either. But if I had to, I would. Yes. <laughs> That's how much I love you. <laughs> oh, you're silly. I love you. I love you. <laughs> And tell your partner you love him in many different ways. Yes. Sometimes I leave him little notes on his uh, nightstand. He used to do that for me all the time. Like I would wake up to a little note that's like, I just went to go get us breakfast. I love you. I just want you to know you have the best booty in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just little things like that. Just yes. little things. You don't have to spend a bunch of money and and uh, spoil. I mean, being spoiled's fun, but... <laughs> I, I think I know for me personally, it's the little thoughtful things that, mm-hmm. that really make my heart just 
expand and they make me melt, you know? Yes. yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like, you know, the little things are the important things. Yeah. You know? Like the other day I wasn't feeling well and he just, usually I'm the one that like cooks meals and cleans and whatever. And he was like, he just, I don't know. It, it's, he, he was like, I'll make you soup and a grilled cheese and you just hang out in bed and don't worry about momming today. And it's nice, you know? Yeah. Just little things. When your partner notices the little things that you need and, and they just act on them without you asking, it's like you feel like a princess. Special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, the, I think like... Uh, I don't know um grandiose gestures are nice sometimes but like uh I, th- I think that like the little things are you know the important stuff you know? absolutely it's, um just day to day you know yep and i don't know I, I i've seen sometimes like um people will try to do that and it becomes kind of routine oh yeah and that that kind of like loses something when it yeah. turns into a routine yeah the, you know. the spontaneous gestures are more fun yeah exactly exactly like i don't know i've 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 heard like of like especially like the older generation like um uh like the husband husband will buy the wife flowers like once a week like every oh, yeah. week and, I mean, and that's sweet that's that's, that's sweet that's nice uh, sometimes like it works really well uh but I don't know. I, I think a lot of times it kind of like turns into a routine and just kind of loses the value, I guess. Yeah. Then the spontaneous every once in a while, like just, I was just thinking, yeah, if she expects it, then it's not as fun. Yeah. But if you just like randomly show up with like, I don't know, I think it would be cute doing some, like some of her favorite things, like a CD she wanted or her favorite chapstick and some flowers and you know her favorite brand of coffee or something mm-hmm. like the things that show hey i hear you i notice what you like and i pay attention like those yep. kind of things are super sweet too yeah and paying attention is very important right it, in a relationship it's not just about you and your needs and wants it's mm-hmm. about both parties involved yep and finding a compromise mhm you know, so, not even compromise. Yeah, like, I was going to say, sometimes it's not usually. I mean, I don't think. No, if you're with the right person, a compromise doesn't really need to be made. Yeah. But in some areas, maybe. Like, yeah. I don't know. The thing is, is remember that you don't actually have to compromise. You don't have to change uh, anything about yourself or what you want because the way that our reality functions is if you truly believe this is what I want in a partner, this is what, you know, she embodies. This is what she's like. This is what she feels like. This is the, then that person is out there. Mm -hmm. And if you truly believe that you will find that person, that person will be drawn to you. And it will just so happen that you will be that person's perfect match. Everything that that person wants. Mm -hmm. That's just how our reality functions. Source aims to please like, So you don't actually have to change anything, but also 
remove compromise again, if you meet the right person that you are meant to be with, the changes that need to be made in order for you two to fit together perfectly will happen naturally. Yes. Like you will just bring out in each other what each other's best self, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Compromise is not actually a thing that needs to happen. It's just really about allowing each other to flow and fitting together in that way. Mm -hmm. Like you will flow into each other. Right. That sounds dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Not how I meant it, but (laughs) last episode I said, fuck your box. And I laughed a really long time because I didn't realize what I was saying. (sighs) But you know, that stuff's important too. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Sex is, a part of I mean there are asexual people who don't yes, do yes. that and that's cool yeah. I respect that not my thing it's just yeah. not my thing no judgment mm-hmm. but yeah you gotta make sure that your sexual needs and desires match up with the person that you plan to partner with for an extended period of time right because right. neither of you should go without yeah yeah another reason that being poly is a plus for us. There are certain things he likes that I can't fulfill. There are certain things I like that he can't fulfill. Right. Like we're both bisexual. He obviously cannot have a vagina for me, (laughs) you know, like, right. Exactly. I can't just randomly grow a wang for you. Like (laughs) you can go get that elsewhere. These are needs and wants that I know with full certainty I could never fulfill for you. I mean, sure. I could go buy one, but that's not, the same not the same yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you know i think that i don't know uh, just different dynamics work for different people you know i can't stop laughing oh my god <laughs> but yeah like like you said like um i i i've i've been friends with uh some asexual people before i have don't really have an interest in being in an asexual relationship just right. because i i'm not wired that way right you know yeah but you know um right like i've 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 met a few people that were that you know they were in healthy relationships mostly poly relationships because it's like right it's kind of rare for two asexual people to find each other right exactly you know romantically interested in each other i've heard of it though i had a friend who was asexual i don't know if she still is or not but She found like other asexual people. There's dating websites, I guess, where you can put I am asexual. I would like a romantic partner that does not want to have sex, which is cool. I cannot understand that perspective because I am not asexual. Right. I love sex. Yeah. But yeah, sex is an important part of a relationship. Any healthy adult relationship that is not asexual, that sex is a factor in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I just want to touch on this real fast because it feels relevant. Polyamory is not about sex. Right. When when we talk about being polyamorous, people who are uneducated on the topic or ignorant, they assume that we just we're sluts and we want to fuck everyone. Yeah, right. If that were true, we would be either swingers or have an open marriage where it's just about sex. Mm hmm. Polyamory is about having a romantic connection, a genuine connection with multiple people. Right. Ben and I are each other's what they call primaries. The labels, I hate them, but they have to be used to portray an idea. Yeah. It means that we are the primary partners. We are number one to each other. 
Mm-hmm. And then I am allowed. Oh, I say allowed. Oh, that felt wrong to say allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of free. us are free. Yes. God, that felt. Ah. <laughs> Both of us are free to have a secondary and go date whoever we want. And you date these other people the same way that you dated your primary when you first met. You yeah. date them romantically. Mm-hmm. Like, your hearts connects, your mind connects, you have sex. Sex is a factor in the relationship, but it's not the entire thing. Right. And I understand that not everybody understands that. And that's because monogamy has been pounded into our heads since childhood. Right. I mean, all the Disney, oh, the prince and Prince Charming, you know. Yeah. It's always monogamous stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, until Sister Wives or whatever those TV shows were on polygamy, <laughs> which is a little different. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's really 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 interesting. You know, um, when I first started talking about being poly on Twitter more openly, I caught so much shit from so many people. Yeah, <laughs> and like a lot of like misunderstandings. Like a lot of people were like, "Well, it's just all about sex." No, it's, it's not. not. It's definitely not. And you know, you were saying that like polygamy is very different. <laughs> I had this one one guy was telling me that um, polyamory was like really, really bad for everyone. And it's like something about like causing like traumatic stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? I had someone tell me something similar. Yeah. He he sent me this article. Oh, I remember that guy. He was not. Mm -mm. It was polygamy in... It it was an article on the, the, the negative effects of polygamy in patriarchal cultures so first off it wasn't even on polyamory yeah yeah exactly it wasn't on polyamory and it wasn't about you know uh uh, the the kind of like equality that we have in you know u.s culture right it had nothing to do with what you were talking about no it was all it was it, it was all like you know how many wives can one man own Okay, well, on that, oh, Jesus, fuck, yeah. that's not Gross. at all what polyamory, po- po- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> polyamory, that's not what that is. Yeah. And uh, I could, there's articles for everything. I yes. could go find yes. an article on, to support what I want to be true and to discredit what I don't want to be true. And I can find a shitload of people online who will stand behind me and bash the other person like it's that's just how it works like yeah. there is something out there to support whatever truth you want to be true mm-hmm. a real truther a real honest person is going to try to disprove their truth yes. so as far as polyamory goes that is our truth mm-hmm. we are polyamorous people we have a lot of love to give and we believe in sharing that love we believe in the freedom to love whoever we want whenever we want and do what we want Mm-hmm. Because YOLO, no, I mean, <laughs> reincarnation is nothing. But anyway, you know, like, yeah. because we want to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And we're not hurting anyone. We're not hurting ourselves. So I don't understand why people have a problem with that or why they feel the need to go out of their way and tell us that we're wrong and, and then say that it's, well, you're just a slut. Well, that's not even what polyamory is. So now you just sound stupid. Yeah. And what's wrong with being a slut anyway? Yeah. Stop <laughs> slut shaming. If I want to go out and bang 20 dudes, you know. Oh. 
Anyway, if I want to go and bang a different dude every day, that's my business, not yours. Yes, exactly. And you could just fuck off, hater. Yep. Yep. Jealous. I think yeah, that I, I was really I jealous. Yeah. I was really jealous of like people who could flow mm-hmm. and and do stuff like that with no shame or guilt back when I wanted to, too. When I used to restrict myself and put shame and guilt on myself for having those kinds of desires yep, and go out of my way to make sure I tell the people who have what I want that they're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't think I ever did that part, but that last part, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, most, no, um, I didn't do that. Yeah. But I was going to say that didn't sound like you. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do that, but somebody has to yes. me before. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And you know, I think I, I honestly think the jealousy is a lot of it. You know. Oh yeah, it it absolutely is. They'll say no. I'm not jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous of you. Actually, yeah, you are, and yep. that's okay. Like, yeah. it's not going to change how I feel about myself. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I don't know. Jealousy, jealousy. is another. Yeah, jealousy is another thing about polyamory. It there, you can't have uh, it. Yeah. If if yeah. you're going to be jealous or compare to the primary or to anyone really like, mm-hmm. but mostly like I would not date a man or a woman who would compare themselves to my primary to you. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. And, and some people can. Mm-hmm. And, and after a recent experience with that, I learned a lot and I'm very grateful for that experience because now I know if my secondary were to express any level of comparison or jealousy to you, I am going to put a halt to the romantic aspect of things until they either work that out or we could just be friends. Yeah. And that's that. Yep. Because that creates a very uncomfortable dynamic for the person in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I then have to tend to my secondary's needs and also walk you through that. Like for yep. me, when it happened to you, I was I started I stopped flirting with you because it was making somebody that you were interested uncomfortable. Yeah, which was stupid. That yeah. and I did it to myself, really. And you stopping made me very uncomfortable, right? But and it like, created all sorts of weird. It was like our relationship glitched out for a second. Yeah, because I stopped weird. flirting with you because I wanted you to go focus on your connection with that person and work through the comparison and jealousy issues so that we could all flow freely. Mm -hmm. But as a result, I hurt myself because I stopped flirting with my own husband. Yeah. Yeah. That that whole thing was weird. Yeah. I mean, but but jealousy and polyamory, like I'm going to be honest, like it irritated the shit out of me that you never, ever, ever get jealous in the beginning. (laughs) Now I understand that's actually really healthy. It mm-hmm. means that you actually are polyamorous. Like, yeah, you know, uh, but it used to irritate the shit out of me that you <laughs> didn't get jealous. Like, oh, you don't mind another man looking at me or touching me? He's like, no, I think it's hot. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> Trust. Yep. And yeah. that's really all it boils down to. Yep. It's that simple. I trust you knowing that there's nothing to be jealous of. Mm -hmm. Like the whole point is something different. And Mm -hmm. 
I know that you will never walk away from me for something different. I don't, I don't even know what, what I should be jealous of. Yeah. Why would I be jealous of somebody else having what's already mine? And I hate saying that because it makes you sound like a possession, but you get the point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why would I be jealous of someone sharing? (laughs) Like, let's just say it like you are a possession. Like Mm -hmm. you're my favorite thing to play with. (laughs) Why should I not share that with other people? Right. Yeah. I can share. I know how to share. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's like... If you break my toy, I will fuck you up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I think with me, it's like... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, used, to, I, I used to get, like, occasional little pangs of jealousy, but yeah. not very much, you know. I only had, like, one or two here and there yeah. a long, long Those time are f- ago. Yeah. But not like the obsessive crazy, like checking my social media all the time, wondering who I'm checking. Oh, yeah, I know. Texting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of jealousy is something that needs to be nipped in the butt. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's that that kind of jealousy um, stems from possessiveness. Yeah. And a sense of ownership. Yeah. And that's not healthy at all. Like. Your partner it's not your possession. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it, I don't know. I, I I've always found that just like a little bit for me anyway, a little bit creepy to, to think oh, of yeah. like owning somebody. Yeah, it's I mean, just, it's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I, don't know. I agree. Yeah. Well, I had some. Not I was never possessive. I never looked at anybody I dated as property and like you belong to me. But I ha- I did have some jealousy issues back in the day, like that I've worked through that had me doing some dumb stuff. But I've never, I have never ever creeped their social media or tried to spy on them or mm-hmm. any of that. That's that's the level of jealousy that I'm not comfortable with either. Right, right. I, I guess like the the other the other major cause of jealousy is insecurity. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. That was one hundred percent what fueled my jealousy prior to self-love oh Mm -hmm. yeah and it's super important again to talk about these things like you Mm -hmm. can swallow your pride and tell your partner i'm jealous i'm jealous of this thing that you do i'm Mm -hmm. you know or whoever or whatever like i'm jealous here's why or i'm jealous i don't know why and nine times out of ten, usually it's going to stem back to some insecurity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like the jealousy, it fades away the more you discuss things with mm-hmm. your partner and address the issue and make self-love a priority. And like, again, it comes back to trust. Like, I know that no matter what, I can trust you. It doesn't matter if you date somebody who's emotionally manipulative or verbally abusive or sly and sneaky and tries to, you know, uh, manipulate you into doing something that you wouldn't normally do. I know I can't control that. I can't sit here and make up all these rules to protect my insecurity over that. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is trust and know that you will spot it. And that you will handle it and you will never, ever, ever do something that you don't actually want to do. Right. Yeah. And and that, f- 
freed us of of those denser emotions that come with poly dating. Yeah. I think my Aries stubbornness is yeah. <laughs> very useful sometimes. I mean, the more you yeah. stepped into that, mm-hmm. like you're firm in your knowing, you're firm in your self-love, you're firm in your boundaries. Watching you enforce your 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 boundaries just for yourself, that gave me the the ease and the comfort in knowing that you won't ever allow another person to cross a boundary that is for you individually or our relationship, which is beautiful. And that mm-hmm. basically secured the foundation of trust for me. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I already trusted you, but watching you actually execute the things that I had faith that you would do, I now don't have to have faith because I've seen you do it. Right. Yeah. And if you don't give your partner the opportunity to show you that you could trust them, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that that's really important. Like, um, you know, giving the opportunity to show, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's really big. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it comes with the freedom too. Like mm-hmm. before your most recent, you know, thing, uh, we had boundaries, we had, rules around uh, our poly dynamic after we no longer have any rules that protect either one of our insecurities or trust or whatever the only rules we have are physical like Mm -hmm. don't have sex with somebody who has an std yeah (laughs) don't get somebody pregnant like Mm -hmm. that's it that's our rules now yeah like yeah, no we STDs, removed every no other and that's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> we removed every other boundary because we saw through action that we don't need these rules because he doesn't actually want to cross those boundaries. He doesn't right. actually want those things. Like mm-hmm. if you don't allow your partner to show you that you can trust them, then what? Again, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's fun. definitely how I feel about it. You know. Yeah, I think like the the more trust you have the you know i guess I, mm, got a little confused i think uh freedom and trust are kind of two ti- two sides of the same coin you yeah. know yeah absolutely yeah and it, it's because when you can fully trust the person that you're with you trust them you trust yourself in trusting them you know then freedom is access like there's no more rules, no more boundaries, no yep. no more boxes that you have to sit in. Mm-hmm. You just know. Like, it's worth it in a monogamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship or whatever other kind of relationship that you have. It's worth it to make fully trusting your partner a priority. Yes. Both ways. And it also comes with trusting yourself. Like, there were times where I was like, oh, my God, is this going to make me mad? Like, am I going to be able to not get mad if this thing happens, this hypothetical thing that hasn't even happened yet? Like, mm-hmm. I would, but I trust myself to not respond poorly. Right, right. To anything. So you trust oh. yourself, trust them, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that kind of brings up something else that was kind of on my mind earlier and slipped my mind. Um, with, with like, um, you know, we, we were talking about like, uh, communication right. and stuff. Um, you know, with uh, communicating and kind of like uh, not escalating things, right? Right. 
um, something that's helpful to keep in mind is that um, sometimes, uh, like, you know, like if you get triggered or something, and if if like you slip up and you say something out of anger, right? I just know that that's what happened. Right. Don't take it personally. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's important too. If you could get to the point where you understand that it's not personal, Mm -hmm. then you're good to go. Yep. Like you, you are so good at doing that. Like I, I up until not long ago, like a few months ago, I think I still had an issue with uh, emotional reactions Mm -hmm. and if you had emotionally reacted to me the way I emotionally reacted to you, I would have lost my shit probably. <laughs> like at that point in time, I probably would have lost it and just raged. But you're just like, oh God. And it would almost irritate me a little. Mm. He, he would just be like, okay. <laughs> like I would be like, me, brat, brat, bratty thing. And he'd be like, okay, sure. Uh, I understand. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like you're, you're not supposed to understand. You're supposed to get mad. You're supposed to fight back to justify my bad behavior. <laughs> but he'd just be like, okay, well, let me know if you need help with that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was weird. That was a random surge of gratitude. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. You it's know. it's an ebb and flow. Like, yeah. you're up, you're down, you're healed, you find more trauma, you heal it, yep. you go back down, you go back up. It's mm-hmm. just a constant ebb and flow like you know things happen you lose perspective you act like a dumbass and then you f- you deal with the behavior and the trauma associated with acting like a dumbass and then you move forward and you probably don't act like a dumbass again but you might in a different way with under different circumstances yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but just understand that that's how it works you know yeah like two people that genuinely want to make it work, they're going to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. You just don't let it escalate. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, take the time to figure out and understand how your, how your own mind and emotions work and right. how your partner's mind and emotions work as best you can. You know? Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, understand that your reaction to what they have to say is yours. Now, mm-hmm. if you're with somebody who is intentionally trying to piss you off all the time and is abusive in that way, like somebody who tries to pick a fight with you intentionally for attention or whatever other reason, that's different. Yeah. But two people in a healthy dynamic who genuinely want to make it work, they will always find a way to make it work. Yep. Period. Yeah. If you're meant to be together, together, you will be together. Nothing yep. could keep you apart. Yeah. You know, I... I don't know. It just reminded me. I was I was I dated someone once a long time ago that like got really really mad at me because I never had a fight with her. It's <laughs> just like, what? You're wow. mad that I don't fight? Because really you weird. obviously don't care. <laughs> because if you cared, you would be uh, aggressive and angry towards her. Yeah. I just, I couldn't understand that at all. It's weird programming. Yeah. It's, it's like people who grow up in abusive households, they see aggression and anger as a show of love. Mm. And it's actually really sad. It's something that has to be healed and unlearned. Yeah. 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 Like I said, that was just something that kind of like baffled and confused me for yeah. a long time. 
just like that. I don't understand. But okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Yeah. I mean, we touched on our dynamic and how it functions and stuff. Maybe we'll do another one another time. But a lot of people have asked for an episode like this. There's a lot to it. Like. Yeah. It's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.